Welcome back to Everything You Need Is Within, the Archive series, hosted by me, Gigi Robinson. connected a couple months ago. We have some fun things planned with the conversationalist, but to get started, I always like to invite my guests to just briefly tell us a little bit about what you do and where you are. Yeah. So I'm Dasanka and I am an actress, influencer, musician, all of the above. Um, I live in Los Angeles, um, but besides that, I own my own music marketing and PR company, and I'm also the director of partnerships at The Conversationalist. So do a little bit of everything. So, so amazing, and I'm so excited to chat with The Conversationalist later tonight, later this week. I'm very scatterbrained, but I've got it under control. It's in my calendar. I just have to look at it. So um, we are, I'm very excited to talk about a couple of different things with you. One, what it's like to kind of be in this position where you can work remotely and you own a media and uh, PR firm for music and whatnot. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with that. Yeah, so I think it really all came from my degree. Um, I started off my college career as a vocalist, so I was a performance major um, at Pepperdine. And then as I was getting busy with acting and being on set a lot, I had to transition to online school. Um, and with that, I was like, I can't do a performance degree, so what am I gonna do? Um, and so music business really stood out to me because um, it kind of was, I got the you know entertainment side of things, but also really got the business side of things, which I discovered like a deep passion for as mm -hmm. I went to school. Um, and so I got to do both. And so that's kind of led me in several different directions, exercising my passions in the music industry and entertainment, but also in business and startup life with The Conversationalist. So both of those have been so much fun and working remotely for everything has been awesome. I love it. Um, I did school remotely. I kind of like doing everything remotely. Um, and I have most of my work remotely for, you know, pre-pandemic. So it hasn't been much of a change for me. Luckily. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think it's so important to really talk about that because for some people, despite the horrific year that was 2020, it was really productive and helpful um, emotionally and maybe mentally for some people. I know I include myself in that uh, kind of bundle of people, especially because I have a chronic condition. And honestly, I didn't realize how much anxiety I had, both social anxiety and like in uh, just like in general in day to day life, how honestly, I don't want to say I'm agoraphobic right now, but like I'm a little bit scared about going out and like meeting people again. And I really do think that this past year has maybe heightened that. But at the same time, it's like it's it's made the desire to go out less and that's what I'm a little concerned about. But at the same time, like, I've really enjoyed it because I've been able to, I don't know, just find myself, I feel. Do you, does that make sense? Did you relate to that? Yes, completely. I think before the pandemic, I never really had time to, like, sit back and take a second and, you know, just be with myself. I feel like I was always going to shows or traveling or always on the go. 
and just you know being at home and being like wow like I have nowhere to go right now has been so weird for me um because that's like the opposite of my life and you know before the pandemic I actually had like a lot of health anxiety um just I think it just stemmed from being so busy and just you know traveling a lot and just kind of being scattered and you know taking that step back and like okay let me recenter and chill um but definitely being in the pandemic I've been super safe and I completely still still feel uncomfortable seeing people or going out early wear a glove to hold my Starbucks cup um but I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow so excited for that but still cautious until things get better but yeah excited to see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel so we'll see what happens Absolutely. And I hope that goes really well for you. I just got vaccinated two weeks ago. So I'm two weeks into it. Totally fine. The, the you know, it's a really unique situation. And I was I'm going to do a post about this soon. But the best way that I can describe the pain since I live with chronic pain is the way that your arm gets sore from the shot when you get it is basically the pain that I feel like on a daily basis. So that's just like a very unique comparison that I was kind of able to put my finger on because I didn't really acknowledge that before that like oh like I actually might need help or treatment for this because honestly the pain sucks but at the same time I have a lot of anxiety also around health because for the past 11 years half of my life I've been trying to put a finger on it and figure out how I can get through this struggle um and kind of create opportunity out of it or not not necessarily even opportunity but just so that I can help other people through the same kind of struggle, whether that's like a mental health struggle, an eating disorder struggle, body confidence struggle, um, or or with chronic illness, because I know that a lot of people do live with that. So um, a question that I had for you is how do you kind of get through struggles or times that are really challenging for you? Um, so, and how do you do your work uh, in relation to that? Well, first off, I just want to say I cannot imagine having a chronic illness on top of like everything going on. Like that's crazy, and it's so awesome that you're so open about it. Um, because I know that you are like helping so many people, inspiring so many people. So just wanted to say that. Um, but uh, in work, I mean, I think the biggest thing that keeps me sane is just pacing myself and just having a list of priorities I like work completely based off of lists I'm I have OCD tendencies in that manner when I'm working um so it's definitely easy to get overwhelmed and honestly like being a woman in business um who's young um with a master's degree I'm sure you can relate to this um it's sometimes you know hard hopping on calls and being like it's just me but um you know I feel like an extra pressure to almost prove myself um to people sometimes so that's something that I've had to navigate um but it's 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 a weird thing but it's a thing um especially like in the music industry or even in stuff um but yeah so that's been a weird thing to navigate but I think you know doing everything that I'm doing just time management just having learn how to manage your time and to prioritize and also something that I'm really focused on this year is learning when to take breaks and really give time like to myself like throughout everything going on um 
because self-care is something I think that everyone needs to be reminded of because it is easy for me to forget it. Absolutely. I definitely feel like this year taught me that as well. I spent a majority of my undergrad overworking myself, doing everything at once. People always would ask me like, hey, how are you? And I was like, actually really miserable or like, you know, not, not well. And it was like this kind of like, I don't know, cynical joke maybe that like everyone was competing in a way to just be not well. And that mindset, I don't know if it was Los Angeles. I don't know if it was the competitive nature of USC. I don't know if it's the people I was surrounding myself with. I really don't know what that mindset stemmed from. But ultimately, I ended up having a burnout phase. And I ended up going to so many doctor's appointments trying to figure out what was wrong with me because my chronic condition was making my joints more inflamed and it was giving me worse GI problems that led to more binge eating um, and disordered eating. And I just, I was like losing myself. So I ended up doing a medically reduced course load. And that was like a moment pre-pandemic where I realized like, hey, you need to take a break. And in a way, it kind of was a little bit of a blessing in disguise where I did get sent home. Um, I mean, USC sent everyone home. It wasn't me. But (laughs) um, I came home and I was just able to, if I had a break, I could, you know, just take a, take a sleep in my bed. If I needed to go for a walk, I could go for a walk. I could bring my class like on the zoom on my phone with me. And I, I think that was probably like a a bad example of like taking a break because taking the walk was supposed to be a self-care thing but it really it was something that I had to learn how to balance um, also with doing two internships over the summer and I agree um, somebody the conversationalist says this conversation is amazing and I think part of it is, is why I wanted to bring you up here is talking about struggle and the problems that you have can really help people not only relate to your story but everyone's gonna have a problem and I think Um, the more that we make it normal to talk about when we're struggling and that getting help is like not a scary thing. It's actually just going to help us. Um, The more I think people hopefully can start to be more aware of their emotions and more aware of how to deal with difficult situations. Um, So I guess, can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with the conversationalist and how you guys make a difference with the next generation of youth. Of course. So I've been with The Conversationalist pretty much since the beginning. We are just over a year old. um, And to see where we started to where we are now is a completely different company, which makes it so much fun. But yeah, so we are the go-to destination for Gen Z, and our core offering is our community. We have a community on an awesome platform called Geneva. Um, The conversationalist is in the comments, so feel free to click and tap link in bio to join the community if you want. Um, But, you know, we've really, like, created a space to have, you know, conversations that matter and to have, you know, for Gen Z to have conversations with, you know, other young people about things that they completely disagree on or that they may agree on and just have respectful and productive dialogue. And so that's really what we're promoting, especially in such a divisive world and 
everything that happened over 2020. So it's just been an awesome space for those healthy conversations to occur. And, you know, our goal is to really amplify Gen Z voices and to unify the world. And so we've really seen that start to happen in our community, which is really amazing. And we're just excited to continue doing what we're doing. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so obsessed with that. And I think that's how I found you in the first place. I have been doing a lot of work over this past year. You know, I originally was gaining traction on my social media, maybe for the quality of images. I don't know. It was honestly somewhat superficial and it was always about creating content that was going to drive numbers and that once you get into that realm of social media you it becomes hard to escape honestly and it is really daunting because you stop creating for yourself you stop uh putting your own agency as an artist into the content and i understand not everybody's going to be an artist on there i come from a fine arts background so i just I'm naturally inclined to critique and do all that stuff when it comes down to creating content that I'm sharing. So I had kind of like some self-reflecting moments, especially um, last summer when a lot of social justice issues were coming out. And I kind of like, it was like this moment where I knew that I wasn't using my platform correctly, or I had a platform and I wasn't necessarily aligned with like, my values in person so I really took a step back and was like Gigi like you gotta you gotta fix this sister so I started being more vulnerable and sharing more about my art because I already made art about chronic illness um and I needed to continue to make more art about body image and I've been doing more of that over the past months since that um but also about allyship and I think that's a really important moment to acknowledge, especially in our position as white women. And I think it's really important when we do have these platforms to continue to amplify those voices and also pay attention to the ways that we can help youth amplify theirs. And I think uh, that's where my passion also stemmed from educating youth on how to not just create content for numbers, but how to create content with an impact. So I'm so glad and lucky that I found the conversationalist and to be connected with you because it really, it really is a moment that I don't know, I, I hope more companies are going to start to do. Yeah, I love that. We hope so too. And you know, what you were saying about social media, I really resonate with that. I think anyone who's been an influencer and even companies, it's so easy to get caught up into the aesthetic, into the numbers and into like everything, the flashiness of everything. But really, it's so powerful to just take a step back and look at the content that you're actually producing and saying, you know, or asking yourself, is this meaningful? Is this going to help somebody? And I think something that we do really well at the conversationalist is just that um but yeah i love that you brought that up absolutely and you know it's it's so incredible like i don't know i'm 22 i feel like i'm not necessarily gen z and i'm not necessarily millennial and i heard i heard this term on tiktok called the gen zennials and it's like that in between and i'm like okay i think that's who i am but like <laughs> i'm not really sure and I don't know if you which one of those you fall into or resonate with, but um, you know, I hold on. I've got to get my dog. I apologize. She's scratching on the door. She's not going to stop. <laughs> Hi. Ooh, okay. 
All right, Zoe's going to make an appearance, everyone. Oh, my God. This is Zoe, everyone. I haven't, she hasn't had her official Everything You Need is Within debut until right now. So, hey, everyone. Right? Oh, what cute. I'm surprised I haven't had cats meowing and walking in, but. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, that's, that's the other thing I will say about the pandemic. I totally lost my train of thought, so you might have to pull me back in, but I have loved being home with my animal, my dog, every day. It's, like, so special, um, and I really do think animals are so incredible and I just I just love her so um something that I also wanted to talk about like what is your perspective on getting through a time where you've struggled yeah I mean when I think of a time when I've struggled I think of like pulling myself in so many different directions I think right before the pandemic doing so much all the time never having a break just go 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 doing a million things and people asking you how are you doing all this and saying, I have no idea but I'm doing it um and you know developing like anxiety from that and I seriously like was not in tune with my mental health didn't even realize I had anxiety until like 2019 I think so pretty early um or pretty late um but recent and I was like what why am I feeling this way? Like, why am I so stressed? And like, whatever. And it got so bad that I started getting acid reflux. And so I went to my doctor and I was like, I can't do this. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, why did this come out of nowhere? And after, you know, talking to her for a little bit about everything that's going on, she just said, you're stressed. <laughs> like, it's stress. And she was, I was like, oh my God, it's stress. Yeah. And so I, I like went on like acid reflux pills for a little bit. And my friend who's a nutritionist, like get off those pills and just do yoga and breathe and chill. And mm -hmm. it was funny because I literally just somebody, I guess a medical professional to tell me that I'm stressed and that I, everything that was happening to my body was stemming from stress right. to chill and everything will be okay and just breathe and do yoga. And literally after I heard that, I was like, I was like, that little simple thing, like, changed everything, and I haven't had any stomach problems since, and, like, I've been really putting myself first in everything that I'm doing, and, like, that has been such, it sounds so silly, because it's so small, but it's been such a game changer, and yeah. just, it was an awesome moment, but it's just, like, funny looking back, and, like, wow, I was, like, overthinking this so bad, I got, like, chemical tests, I'm, like, is there, like, a chemical imbalance in my stomach. I was like, what's happening? And my doctor literally was like, you're stressed. And I was like, sick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a unique situation. And I, as somebody who has a chronic condition that there's no treatment for, there's only ways to manage the symptoms that it, it has or that it, it manifests in my body. So a lot of the time in the past, I've tried medication. I've tried different diets. Um, I've tried mindset, you know, I've tried physical therapy, I've tried all of these different things. And at the end of the day, like I finally am seeing new doctors and I'm, you know, I, it's not that I don't believe in Western medicine. I think Western medicine is great for people that really need it when it's, you know, a very, um, when, when conditions can become life threatening, but I just had to decide for myself if I wanted to try to 
see if I could shift my mindset enough to the point where it could heal me. And I think this past year has given me the space to do that because honestly, like I, I could count the number of times I saw my friends socially distanced for lunch, like in the city, like it's, I barely saw my friends. Um, the only people I've been with are my family and my dog. Like I have had this time to be alone in my apartment and be like, okay, today, like, how do I have a healthy relationship with food? Like, am I going to skip a meal? Or am I going to just drink coffee? Like, no, hi. Like that's the work that we've been doing this whole time is like dismantling that inner voice and trying to just have a better mindset with myself. So in the past, I have gone to different, um, different occupational therapists to help me understand my relationship with my chronic illness and how to manage it better. So I'll keep you all updated on that. But I am starting a more holistic approach that does not involve any hard medications for now, which I'm very excited about, because even taking pills can be very, um, very I don't want to say damaging, um, but it emotionally, just like the act of doing it every day, um, it really messed me up when I had to do it. And I think it, it almost humbled me in a way because I was like, okay, I have something and it's really like, I'm not okay. And I'm just like shoving my face full of pills. And I didn't know how to like express the emotions that I was feeling around it. So I think I had a very difficult time with my friends um, at the time, not understanding with you and dating with um, school. And that is ultimately why, again, I, I'm happy that in a way I got to do everything online the past year because I've had this time to recognize like, okay, if I can get my diet in alignment, if I can get my mindset in alignment, I can like breathe, like you were saying, maybe there's some slim chance that this can work and that I can heal myself in, in a holistic way. So I just wanted to talk about that a little because, because I did. Yeah. Like you're so right. Mindset is everything. And it sounds so funny just being like, just breathe. or like, yeah. but it's like, it really cures it like it really helps you so much and yeah. awesome that you're taking a holistic approach and I'm excited to hear like how that goes for you but really the pandemic has with all of the negativity it's brought it's also brought so much positivity mm -hmm. um, you know really tried to see like all the good that's come out of it as well and I think really that is such a big part of that is just you know giving yourself time and like my idea from so high to nothing. Yeah. I struggle sometimes, but not like I was before. And like, I'm just so grateful for that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I also think going once, once we hit that light at the end of the tunnel, what's going to really happen? Are we going to allow ourselves to get back into that really unhealthy, stressed mindset um and and burnout culture like my answer is absolutely not no way um and i hope that you know we can create some tools for people um especially younger people to really do all of this because 
I, I would hate to go back into that once the world opens up. Like sometimes an example that I do, um, since I'm in New York City, I live in the Bronx. So when I go into the city, I try in Manhattan is sorry, I'm for the city is Manhattan. When I go into Manhattan, I like end up needing to do all of these things. I'm like, okay, I've got to see my friend, then I got to go to the doctor's appointment, then I'm going to do a dinner with another friend, then I'm going to pick something up at a doctor's office, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, then I'm knocked out the next day. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, we shouldn't be doing all of these things in one day when we know that it's too much. So really just honestly coming up with like a lifestyle design so you can optimize your your daily schedule and optimize your weekly schedule and your monthly schedule, I think is so, so important coming out of the pandemic. I love that. And you just described my life. It was like so close together that sometimes things would even overlap. Um, but yeah, I love that you described that. I feel like all of the work everyone has put into becoming better over this past year, um, we just need to keep supporting each other um, going into the real world when the pandemic um, gets better. So it'll definitely be interesting, but I'm excited. I think it'll be good. Yeah. And one other thing I wanted to talk about was this idea of like toxic positivity. Um, because I, I try to, you know, I think sometimes mindset shifts can be misaligned with toxic positivity because people say, oh, you shift your mindset and you're just this happy-go-lucky woo-woo girl all the time. And that is not what it's about. Um, it's about really like understanding your experience in life and like having self-actualization moments where you can realize not only the magnitude of your words and the work you're doing, but how you affect other people and how you can kind of like work in this system of, I guess, like worker, worker bees in the world, like where we're just always like work, work, work. How can we like, I don't know, take the time to go back to the hive, which I think is what we're in the stage of now, um, and like recharge and like nourish ourselves with the the honey um, and just like chill um, so that we can like emerge and like flourish better. So what are your thoughts on toxic positivity? I think it's totally real. Um, and I think that with that, I think it's okay to like not be super positive all the time. And it's okay to like be realistic. I think someone like me, I'm a very realistic person. Um, so I think that's like, helps me in like getting to like a real like positive you know end um if that makes sense but yeah. I think not thinking that everything's gonna be okay but like you know working towards something and being realistic about everything like and it's okay like if you know it's not like the most positive experience like you'll get there and you know don't let that you know get you down like along your journey because I, I really live by the phrase, everything happens for a reason. Um, and it's super cheesy, but it really is so true in every aspect of my life, at least. Um, yeah. Seeing like what little thing led you to this or that. Um, but I think just, just trusting, it sounds so funny, but just trusting in the universe and just doing the best that you can and just letting things fall to fall I think that's just the best mindset and that's really brought me at peace and has kept me calm like throughout everything going on 
Yeah, I I really relate to that as well. I um I also live by this one quote. Uh, it it's if if you've made it through your worst day, you can make it through today. And I I like to just think of it that way because I think the worst days really are the moments where we get taught lessons um, about ourselves, about the way we communicate, about how we function in the world. And from that, you can then use it to propel yourself forward through any other struggle that you have down the line. So I definitely deal with that. And I agree. I'm, I'm definitely, a, I think, an optimist when it comes to a majority of things in life. And I'm always hopeful that they're going to work out and that it's going to be positive no matter what. Um, even if it's a really shitty situation that at the end of the day, something good can come out of it. Um, and I, I really try as much as I can to adopt that mindset, especially on the worst days. So, um, I think that's really present. What would you say to somebody that's struggling, um, on how to get through like a difficult time who maybe isn't willing to shift their mindset? I would just say put in the work and it'll get better. Just, I'd say that's probably the best yeah. thing is just, it'll get better and it may not be where you want it right now, but you know, good things don't necessarily happen overnight, but it'll get there and it's so worth it when you do. Cause when you look back, like, wow, that was amazing. Absolutely. I, I a hundred percent agree with that. And, um, obviously I always tell everyone this, but if you ever need anything, you can slide into my DMs. If you're really having a hard time, anytime, I'm an open book to my online community. And I think that's something that is so unique that the pandemic brought me was like a massive community of people online who either have chronic illness or body image issues um, or just love clean beauty. That's like another hobby of mine. Um, and just connecting with all of those people has been so incredible. So if anyone's ever having a hard time, feel free to slide into the DMs. I got you guys. <laughs> um, and I did have one last question for you, which I like to wrap up pretty much every episode with. Um, what is something, so the title of the show is Everything You Need Is Within. What is something that you kind of have within that that keeps you going? I'd say that's a great question. I would probably say passion. Everything I do, I make sure that I'm absolutely in love with doing it and that I'm just so passionate about everything I'm doing. And I think that's what makes being busy so fun and fulfilling is if, you know, everything you're doing is fulfilling you as a person and like you're exercising your passions and you're working towards something that you think is really important. Um, I think you can really experience burnout when what you're doing is not something that you're necessarily passionate about. So I think really just identifying those things in your life and doing your best to switch them out for something that's more fulfilling for you will make just life a whole lot sweeter. And I love that. But yeah, I definitely say passion. Yes, that is so good, especially about the part where you can get very burnt out when you're not passionate about something that you're doing. And yeah, I, I just, I loved all of that. This has been such a fun conversation. Um, everyone, please go check out Desanka. Her handle is Desanka J on Instagram and go check out The Conversationalist. Thank you so much, girl. I will see you soon. 
Thanks so much for listening to Everything You Need is Within the Archive series. I hope that you found value, and I hope that you leave us a review or send us a message about what you thought of the show.